Oh boy. Oh boy, my dear. Oh boy, my fear. I keep saying hello and welcome to another episode, a bonus episode on spiritual advice from a barbarian lunatic. Yo, what's going on? I have no idea. I mean, you've been listening to me for a while. Or maybe you've never listened to me. Maybe you just stumbled across this podcast. I have to say that I have no idea whatsoever who is listening to this or if anyone at all is listening to this. I haven't checked my podcast. I haven't checked statistics. Yesterday, I, or some days ago, I received an email from Stitcher, which is or used to be a podcast distributing service or some kind of radio. And I feel like living on the internet and trying to make a living with the means of internet content is almost impossible. Now, I'm not saying that because I just give up hope, but I have the feeling I do. And I'm full of hate. Right? It's like every day I wake up, Maybe I go to sleep and I feel somewhat alright. But as soon as I wake up, it's like, fuck. In a way, sure, I hate my life. But that's a very strong generalization. Because there are things that I do like at the moment... But I'm also, to a certain degree, aware that all of these things are merely replacements for a woman that I can't get out of my head. And I'm not trying to keep talking about this, but it's important to say it out loud. Because I'm really trying to get away from her. And that's the weird thing about spirituality. It's nothing is real anymore, my friend. Because if everything's energy, then nothing is fixed. Right? It's like I'm not fixed. Sometimes I am in a certain way and I think like, whoa, that's like a better version of myself. Like the version of myself that lives his life quietly. That just does what is the right thing to do, you know, what... You know, it's like smoking is unhealthy, so you say, okay, 
I refrain from smoking. And the word refrain is really weird because why is a refrain something that repeats itself and at the same time you can say I refrain from smoking and then you're saying that you stop smoking or you say no to it. It's like I can't do it. You know, I'm an addict. I'm addicted to everything. I'm addicted to life. And so if I sometimes say, you know, I wish it would end and that I could leave if I wanted to, I have to admit to myself that this is simply bullshit. And, you know, sitting here, hearing myself talk feels good. But I also wish I wouldn't have to do this anymore. I wish I would be happy all the time. But the problem is when I'm happy all the time, which is something I sometimes feel and I get so bored and disgusted by my happiness. And I believe that one reason why me being happy disgusts me is because I have the feeling some people are far away from that place. They don't even know this place exists. And maybe that's a little bit presumptuous. Maybe they do know it. And then I go around town and I want to help people and I realize, what the heck am I doing that for? Like, who am I helping? Because my desire to help is a cry for help. I mean, I don't really get it. I am producing content which I believe is transformative. But maybe it's only transformative for myself. Maybe nobody can get anything out of this other than me recording it. Maybe that's the only purpose and my entire life is going to be like that. I don't know. What I do know is that there's always this disgusting, you know, this like pinch of hope that I have to sprinkle over my hatred and my self-torment and my suffering in order to be able to continue Because believe me, it's been very tempting the last couple of days again to simply apply for a job and sell clothes to people or something. No, to just do something which is like very normal. But I simply cannot do it. You see, there's like boundaries and I'm already going insane with what I'm doing. I mean, I'm telling you, I'm hearing voices the whole fucking day. You know, I sit alone in my apartment. I don't know how other people do it. They just go to work. They do a normal job. Then they go home and then they cook. 
Maybe then, you know, there's guys that then do some crochet. Or there's guys that make music or play the guitar or read a book and they're very, you know, relaxed about it. Or they just read, I don't know what. You know, I don't understand these people anymore because I just cannot do it. You know, I'm so agitated. You know, on some days I'm trying to not drink a coffee. And then I manage until maybe four o'clock and then suddenly I drink one. Or maybe it's not that I manage, maybe it's like I'm waiting until it's like unbearable and then I'm drinking it. Maybe I'm just stretching it out because I realize, you know, I can't just drink coffee the whole day because that's going to make me even more angry and unstable, even more than I already am. But I can't help it. You know, I want to make money with what I'm doing is certainly true. And the reason that I want to do this is because at the moment I have minus 12 euros on my bank account. And it was minus 9, roughly. But I just went to the shops. You know, the whole day I've been spending alone in the apartment that my parents are paying me. And yeah, sure, I can tell this like a sob story, like, oh, poor me. But I'm saying it, I mean, could you face that? At the age of 34, having written more than 20 books... And having created all of this content and you feel like, you know, there's still this faint hope that I can make money with this and that people are going to listen to me. You know, that I can be somebody like Ram Dass or Terence McKenna, which I feel like I'm supposed to be. But nobody wants to hear what I have to say and it's driving me insane, man. I mean, I go to the park here in this city and I told you in the last bonus episode creating ripples of madness 201 that, you know, I just forgot what I wanted to say. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I took a sip. Because, you know, the whole day I managed to stay inside. And I stayed here and I cleaned a bit. I made one artwork about smoking. Saying, you know, smoking is my way of crying. I smoke because I cannot cry. So I'm smoking. Because it's at least somehow calming me down, but also not really. You know, before I go more into smoking, I smoke, you know, say, it's just a little bit overwhelming. And sometimes I'm not sure if I'm just making a fuss. Sometimes I'm not even sure if I'm honest about 
that it is overwhelming because sometimes there's this part in me that's smiling about my struggle that says, you know, in a way I enjoy it. Why do I enjoy it? I could go now to the center here, apply for a job and sell clothes to people. And I go through it in my mind and I think, why? Because right now your suffering makes you grow. It's like self-induced suffering. And I imagine having to work in a shop and sell clothes to people. And I imagine myself standing there. And I realize the only reason I want to be there is because I feel lonely. There is nobody, man. That's why I'm longing for a woman. It's not even just that one. I'm just longing for a woman that could support me somehow. That could help me to do what I feel like I'm here to do, which is make content, talk about emotions, because people don't understand even what they're saying, man. You know, they say something and they mean something else and they try to mean what they say, but they don't. And so if I go and apply for a job, I immediately realize that that is phony. That it's a lie. That it is not what I actually want. Because what I want is to make money with this. And not only because I just want to make money, it's because I'm trying to be free. Free of this burden of working for other people and doing this tedious bullshit for the industry. And life has given me a chance. And it's saying, listen, your parents are paying your apartment. So what are you worried about? Well, I'm worried about a lot of things, you know. I'd rather do something else right now. But everything I'm doing is also an escape from feeling shit. So yeah, sure, I spent the whole day in my apartment and I said, all right, I'm going to stay inside because tomorrow I have an important appointment. And what is this appointment? It's, it's, uh, it's an appointment with somebody here in the city that has the reputation of being an artist. And he's older than me. I don't know how much older, maybe 20 years or something. Or 30, who doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter. But he has more experience and somehow he's making a living out of what he's doing. And so I have an, you know, I have my hard drive, like a portable hard drive, an external hard drive full of files, like artworks, 1,000. 
all this kind of stuff that I've been doing and I've been posting it on Instagram. And I just don't know what to do with it. It's just sitting there. I mean, more than a thousand artworks. It's insane. And it's, you know, it's getting more because I just cannot live like other people live. So I'm aware of it. My parents are paying my apartment. Because if they would throw me out, I would live on the streets. And so sure, right? It's like, thanks. And I get 120 euros euros per month from my mother. But how long? You know, I'm completely dependent. I have nothing in that sense. You know, all this worldly stuff. Yeah, sure, I sit in this apartment, but I don't feel like it's mine. You know, I have things sitting here, but this can, like, fall apart very quickly. So I don't like it. And at the same time, sure, you know, it seems like liberating. But would you feel like it's liberating? Because I want to help. But when I try to help, I realize that's not your job, man. Your job is doing this. But it's a very lonely occupation. So yeah, today, you know... I wanted to make lasagna because my neighbor, she rescues food from supermarkets. And that helps a lot, to be honest. You know, she like, I got a whole box of bananas, like a giant, like a card or something. You know, I'm not sure what I already said in last episode, doesn't matter. But, you know, I made banana mousse with sugar, it's like jam. And then I made banana orange cinnamon jam you know that's nice and I basically ate nothing else but bananas for a couple of days because that's all I can do to maintain myself and during that time my parents were on holiday for two weeks and my mom bought me groceries and I said I think I have to just leave the house for a while enjoy that Nobody's there to worry about me. And so I took what I had. You know, I've been smoking something called HHC. Which is apparently some kind of derivative from cannabis. I don't really understand. I have the feeling it's just bullshit. That it's just marketing. Because when I smoked it, this stuff called HHC, which is weird because it's, you know, it's like a bud. It looks like, you know, when you buy Mary Jane, Santa Maria, cannabis, Marijuana, Marie. 
when you buy them, think about it. You know, it looks like it comes from a plant. Right? It's like a bud. You know, you grow cannabis. You have the plant. And then there's these buds. You know. And then you collect them. And then you probably dry them or something. And you smoke them. So what is CBD weed, please? Is that like... Are they breeding it? You know, I know I've talked about this in last week's episode. I just don't want to read about it. I'm just saying, you know, if you know what it is, send me an email. I'm just going to say it to mail at christopher-royce.com because anything that helps me to keep going is a help. You know, I want to engage with people. But everybody I engage with pushes me out at some point because they've had enough of me. And so I do something else and that's a challenge. Because I don't get feedback. Not really. So I'm alone with these things. Nobody can really help me. Nobody can really tell me what I'm supposed to do. So I feel like still, maybe I should find a way to get to Amsterdam. But when I was in Amsterdam, despite this feeling of awe, of amazement, I also had the feeling it's a challenge. And that I first have to be acknowledged as a podcaster and as an author or as an artist. Because before people acknowledge me, I'm nobody. I'm nobody. And that's... This is hell to somebody who has a message. But at the same time, it's liberating. And it's weird because I do have a message. And I talk a lot about that message. But I cannot simply say, you know, this is my message. You know, I'm talking about my emotions. I'm talking about how I react to life. And I'm talking about what I'm doing to simply somehow stay sane. Because I'm telling you I'm hearing a million voices all the time. And I'm trying to do what my heart tells me. But... You know, it's like sometimes it feels like awfully righteous and good and, you know, like this is it-ness. <laughs> but mostly, it's like, holy crap. And I feel like I want to move on, but I'm also afraid. Because I don't know where the next step will bring me. And nobody really responds to me. Ever. And there's all this stuff inside of me. And when I'm with people, I just want to talk and I want to keep talking. Because there's so much stuff inside of me that wants to come out. But 
It's just too much for people, they cannot take it. So I feel like I want to have an audience where I can just simply sit there and talk and they listen. And I've had it in the park twice. And they seemed to like it. I mean, I kept asking them, you know, it's like, is that all right? And they like, keep going. That's like two people. And sure, I sometimes meet people, they also like what I'm giving. You know, but I want to have this, you know, for me, I need some kind of security. If I'm alone in my room, it's like, you know, I'm dead. Then I sit there, I hear voices, you know, what is this? Leave me the fuck alone. You know, sometimes I hear voices that say things like, do this, or, you know, this person is doing this for that reason. It's like, fuck off. Leave me alone with this shit. If you think you know something, write it down, right? You know, do something with it for yourself. But, you know, whatever telepathy is, it's pissing me off. Because, you know, I'm not sure how to close my mind properly. And the reason is that I don't know what's contributing to my mind being open. It's like I'm high all the time. Have you been high on LSD once? And have you dreaded along the trip that you've taken it? Because I have. Because I'm still high. And I can't stop. It's like you've taken LSD once, you know, I met somebody who went to another country. It's like half of his origin to Jamaica and he took mushrooms there and he had a, or has a German mother and a Jamaican father. And so he tried to get back to his roots, right? Something drew him there. And he went there and he took mushrooms. It's like, bam. Suddenly you have to take full responsibility for the knowledge you have received. Do you know how that feels? When you suddenly see everything. I'm around people. And I look at them and I see how their energy fields are distorted everywhere. You know, I see that they have things in their sexual chakra, on their root chakra. 
I see there's something at their mouth. And these are energetic things. Because I can see literally through your emotional field. And then I select, you know, I'm like tapping my third eye quite often these days because I want it to stop. It's like, stop, please. I don't want to see this anymore. But I also can't stop it. I'm just seeing it all the time. You know, I look into somebody's eyes and I've been reading this series, The Dresden Files from Jim Butcher. It's about Harry Dresden, the wizard, who does like spiritual consultations and stuff. He's like a detective, basically. And I'm reading this and I think, crap. I mean, it's not like he's describing it, but it may well be. It's a bit different. Right, it's like people who talk to me and they lie about who they are and their intentions and what they think of me. And in this way, they are vampires because they're sucking me dry. And it's either this, spending time with people and being sucked dry and having the feeling that you're helping someone and getting a feedback from that help, or staying at home recording podcasts and being alone in your room. You know, I like playing frisbee, but nobody can keep up with me. And that's not the only thing. It's also that probably the reason why I just want to play frisbee all the time is because I'm sick of creating content. Because nothing's coming. You know, I've been doing this for a while. You know, I keep saying that. And nothing's coming. Nothing. It's like, yeah, there's like a book sale once in a while. And I'm just saying how hard it is to push through. And so, yeah, I waited until, you know, I felt like, Oh yeah, maybe I'm, you know, I'm going to get some beer now. I wanted to drink Becks. And what I did was I went to check the time and it was 7:34 and I knew the shops closed at 8 in the evening, right? It's like p.m. And I said, "All right, I'm going to make it." <laughs> so I put my backpack on, put on some clothes, like a dungaree. And then I started to leave and I started to run. And I ran all the way to the shop and then I bought two beer. I wish I would have gotten the nachos. I wish I would have gotten the nachos. Two half liter beer. I wish I would have gotten the nachos. And I didn't because I thought, yeah, I shouldn't eat now. It's like, why? Why didn't I get the nachos? Because if I would eat them, I would just have slept, right? You know, I'm doing this. I stuff myself so I can sleep. 
I smoke so I can sleep, I drink so I can sleep. Basically, everything I do is trying to stop seeing these things. I mean, I masturbate, you know, I, I talk about no fap and stuff, but I'm not past it. You know, I'm not watching porn because I don't have Wi-Fi. I only have six gigabyte of mobile data and I need it to post images and to play online chess. And maybe to listen to music once in a while. Because I only have 120 euros per month. And I feel like, you know, at one point, you know, I don't know what I have to pay. You know, I'm not quite sure when I have to pay my website fees. You know, everything else, all right, I get it. It's for free, but, you know, I also would like to have rapé. I would like to have ceremonial cacao. You know, what I really would like is somebody to help me and to support me. Because I need someone, you know, it's like I'm not kidding about this. I'm a complete wreck. I need someone to just be there sometimes or just all the time. But nobody wants to do that. Nobody wants to have the job. Because to them, I'm like mentally unstable. To them, I'm crazy. To them, I'm a lunatic. But I'm speaking truth. And I imagine, you know, I remember watching somebody who's like sitting in a chair, having put a light on him. And the video said on YouTube, you know, interview with a, you know, it's like paranoid schizophrenic or something. And then you hear, you know, there's like behind the light, kind of in the shadows, there's like a psychiatrist asking the patient, you know, that's what they think this guy is. Just a truthful being. And you see it when you listen to what he says. He's like, you know, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. You know, you know, I suppose it's the way I sit. People don't like the way I sit. So he's looking for all kinds of reasons. You know, there's like self-directed anger, which is what I'm doing. And some people are doing like directing anger towards others. You know, I'm mostly looking at the problem in myself, which is that most of what I do is actually self-directed, which is why art helps me not to kill myself. Because I'm the source of all the problems of all the people, right? It's like me that's weird. It's not that they're pushing their shit onto me. No, it's like me that's weird all the time, right? I always have to take the blame. No, I don't have to take it. But they're just pushing it onto me. And if I would have 10 beer now, I would drink them probably. Or I would drink three or four or five until I could finally sleep. You know, it's like this guy. And we spend some time and sometimes we get along. And sometimes, you know, I go there and I want to spend time with him and he just pushes me away. 
And then he says, you know, I don't like how you are. Why do you have to talk so much? It's just like, because I feel like talking, man. You know, you don't like me now. So you never like me, right? I mean, I thought we were friends. But today you don't like me. And he pushes me out and I leave. They think, I don't get it. Why do you sometimes take me? And sometimes you don't, like. It's like, why am I taking the blame for how you feel? Why can't I simply be like you and just hate you? As you were trying to hate me. Because I've been given a set of skills that allows me to see the truth behind your behavior. Because I feel like, you know, you're suffering and you're like stuck in self-hatred and self-loathing. Sure, man, if you can hate me, go for it. And I'm taking the blame. And I am, I know I'm a very sensitive guy. And then I have to go and do something with that. So yeah, sure, I cannot live like other people live. Because I don't see life as they see it. You know, I see everything in a certain depth. Everything I see is like holistic, which is the idea of spirituality. You know, at least I can express it. And I have, you know, what I would call better days for being quiet and alone. And I have days where being quiet and alone is like terror. I really hate it that on Acast I can only post episodes with 200 megabytes. Because it restricts me in the length and the quality of what I'm trying to do here. And I don't really have the feeling, you know, I think I'm posting this for people who feel like me. So that they can relate to what I'm trying to say. You know, sometimes I just need to drink beer. Sometimes I need to smoke tobacco or duhapi or drink cacao. Or... And in that sense, yes, I am grateful that I actually have no money or very little because if I would have more without a woman by my side that supports me and says, you know, and gives me what I actually want, which is love. Because the only way I can get to love is by giving me something, which is alcohol, which is tobacco, which is cacao, which is chapé which is something that connects me with myself, but I would like to have a woman here that connects me with myself. But I can tell you that if that woman would be here, there would be days where I'd just love it, and there would be days where I would say, crap, she's making my life a living hell. You know, I'm not sure if you have to live life in a state of ups and downs. But I just can't escape it. Because if it's like, you know, if my life is like a straight line, you know, I take something 
you know, I smoke cannabis, you know, I go and search for change and maybe it's because I'm an Aquarius or maybe it's just because I'm a human. You know, somebody told me, you know, I, I was just on the streets and I was sitting with someone, you know, I always think he's homeless, but I actually don't think he is. I just think he just missed the exit to alcoholism and being on the streets because I think he has a home and I also think he has money to some degree, you know. And so I go to the streets. I sit with someone, you know, it's a presumption, you know, I don't know, to presume that he's homeless or to presume that maybe he's got money doesn't matter. You know, sometimes I'm not even sure he exists Sometimes I think he's just a reflection of myself. You know, he's like a part of myself. And I'm playing chess with him. It's like, you know, it's like insane. So I sat down, you know, I was walking through the streets. And that's the crazy part. As soon as I start talking about this, I realize I am not even sure who I'm telling this. You know, I want this to stop. You know, I want somebody... You know, I always thought I'm supposed to give someone stability. But it's bullshit. I'm the one that needs the stability. Because I'm just going insane. It's just too much. Too much input. Too much information. Too many emotions from too many people. Too much suffering. Too much responsibility. Yeah, and so I spent a day, I went to the park, there was nobody there, so I left. I did a bit of exercises, not really, actually, I was just sitting, smoking once in a while. And then I went back to, yeah, mostly tobacco with sage. So I went back to the city and I felt like spending time in the city and so I sat down on some stairs just like an open space I just thought I'm just gonna sit here and wait maybe something's gonna happen you know I'm always hoping for a woman to come and say hey let's go home together <laughs> you know like you know like a proper woman like somebody you can actually talk with Not a nodder, not a naysayer, but somebody who's like interested in me specifically. Like, wow, what are you doing here? There's just nobody. You know, there's nobody that says like, hey, you look like you know something. And there's nobody who says like, hey, at least like you look interesting. Um... You know, I have a lot of money. I can support you in what you're doing. It's like, you know, that's the kind of shit you come up with in your attempt to escape from the place you're in. And I still want to go to Amsterdam. But just because I feel very much underappreciated here. Because I don't really know what I'm doing you know, I feel like I have a plan. I feel like I'm walking my path. 
But the truth is that as much as I know You know, I don't know. So I'm always... I feel like I'm knowing and I'm not knowing. Like everything makes sense and no sense at all. You know, each time. And that's why these voices piss me off. Because it makes no sense what they say. And somehow it does. And that's what really pisses me off. Because all I want is, you know, it's just one quiet. But if it's all quiet, then I feel lonely and then I don't know what's going on. So I want to hear and I don't want to hear at the same time. You know, everything I do is black and white. You know, first I demonize and then I love and then I demonize and then I love and then I demonize and then I love. And sometimes I'm in the middle and it's like, oh, wow. You know, yeah, you know, it's like loving hate or whatever. Fucking shit, man. It's just crap. Nothing makes sense. And it never will make sense. And there's no until. It just makes no sense. And when I listen to Terence McKenna after, you know... However long he's been doing this, he says, nobody knows what's going on. Nobody knows what's going on. And that's the truth. Nobody knows really what's going on. It's just a wild guess. There's some people who talk like they know what's going on. Because they've made certain experiences. It's like Don Juan from the Carlos Castaneda books. You have the feeling he knows what's going on. But did he? You know, it's like, you hear like, there's like a story about Carlos Castaneda that he got a woman killed in the desert. So did Don Juan know what he was doing? You know, he was teaching Carlos Castaneda something. Did he know he would write books with it? Did he know that Carlos Castaneda actually didn't give a shit? That all he wanted was to be famous? He just wanted to write books, man. He was a scientist. He wanted to be appreciated for something. So sure, man, he stuck with Don Juan. But at the same time, he also went to great length. But when I read this, I could also imagine that he just made it all up. And why does it make sense then if he made it up? Or if he didn't understand it? Because it makes sense. And so I realized tobacco, I believe it's female. And I also feel like I want to stop this now. Because I just drank two beer. Which is not an excuse, it's just, you know, it's like... At one point I just want to sleep. And if I make this episode much longer... Whoa. But it's also nice to feel like I actually could sleep 
which is good, which is a thank you, you know. I don't know if you want to listen to this or if you did listen to this, but you can, right? It's like, if you want it, you can do it. If it helps you, you know, I don't know. I'm just telling you, I'm going insane unless I talk about it or I draw it or I do something with it because I have to talk. It's impossible. And if I don't talk into the microphone, then I'm going to talk to people. And I was trying not to talk to the microphone, but then I'm talking to people and then these people get annoyed and they don't play frisbee with me. Which is why here I am, putting myself out there once again and saying, life is hell and hell can be heaven. You just have to find the right perspective. It's like, hey, nice, my parents are paying me an apartment and I can sit here and drink beer and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, whatever. Cheers, right? <laughs>